It is time for another bonus episode of Pink is a New Podcast by me, Trent Venegas. So um, this week, uh, I want to do uh, another smaller bonus episode of Pink is a New Podcast because um, there's something that I want to talk about that... I wanted to talk about in the larger, uh, regular weekly podcast, but I knew that I would probably want to ramble and go on a little bit longer, so I decided to separate um, that topic into its own episode. On Friday, Netflix released uh, uh, their new uh, original series, Tales from the City, which uh, is adapted from the Armistead Maupin books series of the same name. Uh, Now, those of you who are in the know and who are familiar with uh, Maupin's Tales from the City um, probably remember that this is not the first time that his book series has been adapted for television and might be longtime fans of the many books that he has written over the years. I became um, a Tales from the City fan way back in the early 90s when the first miniseries based on his books, I believe it was based on his first book, uh, was, was aired on PBS. Now, let me take you back to the early 90s, people. Uh, If you are uh, of my age cohort, then you will remember. And if you are not, if you are younger, then you kind of have no real idea of what it was like back in the early 90s. So in the early 90s, the internet was brand fucking new. I mean, it was brand new. AOL was king. Um, IRC, all of this stuff. The internet was very, very basic back then. There were web pages, but it took like a long time for them to load. And photos, you know, there weren't a lot of photos online. JPEGs, because they were too big files, the file sizes were too big and it took too long for them to load. Um, so the internet was in its mainstream infancy. Um, on television, we had very, very, very few and far between um, aspects of gay anything on television. Um, once or twice a year, we would hear about a character would come out as gay on a TV series like Melrose Place or, um, or some show like that. And, you know, there'd be this big hoopla about a gay character and people would get would freak out which it still happens today but it's it's much more prevalent and visibility is much higher these days so we have like children's animated tv series like arthur and my little pony that have same-sex characters but back in the early 90s that was not the case Uh, back in the early 90s we had you know matt from melrose place who was quote-unquote gay but he never had a boyfriend. He probably kissed one guy once, and that was enough to cause a stir. So as a young gay person, it was very difficult for me to see 
uh, stories that represented who I was and what I was feeling inside. Now, I was young. I was closeted. I wasn't out. Um, I remember being super gay. Um, I would squirrel away underwear, male underwear uh, catalogs under my bed. Um, I would spend as much money as I could on Calvin Klein underwear just because the box had um, a hot guy in his underwear on the box. Um, Dreaming that uh, I might look as good as those guys look when they wear the underwear. And I never did. So, um, but while I was feeling all of this personally and privately, you know, I had, you know, a girlfriend that I held hands with and maybe made out with. Um, you know, I, uh, I'm very fortunate that I wasn't bullied or I wasn't, um, assaulted or anything like that, but partly it was probably because I wasn't really out. And even if people suspected that I was gay when I wasn't out, so it wasn't like I was making a big deal about it, quote unquote. Um, so maybe that's why I was able to avoid, uh, that kind of abuse from other people. So when a show, when a mini series like Tales from the City um, aired on PBS of all channels. Now you have to remember also back then there were really only a few big networks, you know, ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox. I don't even think we had UPN yet, which became, um, the CW, which became, or we became the WB, which became the CW. Um, there was cable, but obviously cable is one thing and network TV is another. So on PBS, they aired the miniseries Tales from the City. And I remember watching the first episode. I believe it was a six-episode miniseries, so it aired all week. And the first episode had openly gay characters set in the 70s. So back in the early 90s, the 70s seemed like, you know, oh my God, like so long ago. I mean, like now it's ancient history. But back then, it still was like a long time ago. And there were these gay characters who talked about being gay, who acted, you know, who kissed and held hands. Um, the first time that I saw, um, a naked male ass was on, uh, Tales from the City on PBS. And the first time that I saw any representation of same sex, sex, of gay sex was on Tales from the City on PBS. So needless to say that that miniseries had a huge impact on who I was at the time and it helped inform who I became as I became more comfortable with who I am and more honest about who I am. So for me, Tales from the City, the original miniseries, holds a very special place in my heart because of course I crushed on and lusted after the hot gay people that were featured on this show and the fact that they reveled in sex. And it was something that I never at the time thought would be something that I would have any involvement in. I mean, I was 
a complete virgin and I thought I was going to die a virgin. And especially when you're closeted and you feel like, A, you're the only one, or B, there's no way you could possibly ever come out. You really do have these notions that you're going to die alone. (laughs) So I remember being, you know, a young kid thinking I'm going to die alone. So seeing this same-sex love represented on television was a complete revelation for me and it gave me some semblance of hope. Um, Another thing about Tales from the City that I'd like to talk about is um, it also opened my eyes to things that I was not completely fully aware of and it provided an education for me as a young not just a young gay person, but as a young person in general. It wasn't one of those miniseries that was steeped in tragedy. Um, A lot of very important uh, programming about, uh, you know, the, um, about the time period um, is very tragic. So if you, if you're seeing a, a story or a series that is set in the 80s, like Pose, um, then those series, those shows are touched by the tragedy of AIDS and what the AIDS virus did to decimate the entire community. Um, But Tales from the City, the first miniseries, is set in the 70s, pre-AIDS, so it's a little bit of a more innocent time. So it's not uh, seeped in tragedy um, like other gay stories. And at the time I didn't realize that that was, that that also had an effect on me because not only did it give me an idealistic view of what, um, gay life could be like, um, but it, it made me feel like gay relationships and gay sexual relationships, um, could be just as quote unquote normal as any heteronormative relationship. So when, when you watch um, straight stories or heterosexual stories, you know, in the mainstream from the beginning of time up until now, um, there, isn't, there isn't an underbelly or there isn't an undercurrent of tragedy that um, something like AIDS adds to the narrative. Yes, you have stories where um, one, or, one of the two people in the couple may have cancer or they may have some disease that, you know, takes them away at a young age and adds to the tragedy of the story. But that could happen to any, any, uh, couple gay or straight, uh, of any ethnicity, uh, of any religion. Um, AIDS and HIV, it's different now, but back then, Um, There were no real stories about HIV and AIDS that had anything to do with heterosexual couples. It was it was really, um, you know, the quote unquote gay plague. So being able to watch Tales from the City and see these relationships without being touched by the horror of what the AIDS crisis became um, also was I I mean, I don't know how to explain it. It just gave me um, a feeling that you could be in a same-sex relationship. You can have a healthy 
active sexual relationship with a same-sex partner. And it was just as normal as any other relationship, which was very important for me. Um, but the, the, the main thing that I learned... So, so obviously these are things that I learned, but the, the other thing that I learned uh, from the original miniseries was about um, transgender characters. And not to give anything away, and I guess it's too late now, but um, Tales from the City, um, which is, you know, more than 25 years old, so I'm not really spoiling anything, centers on um, the revelation at the end of the miniseries that one of the main, that the main character, Anna Madrigal, is a transgender character. So in the miniseries, the character is played by Olympia Dukakis, and she's fantastic. And you don't know through the entire miniseries that she has a secret until near the end. And then it becomes like, oh, there's a secret and and it's going to come out. And the secret is that she is a transgender woman, which, you know, for me as, as a younger person blew my mind because a, it never occurred to me that that was a possibility for this character. And B, it was handled so expertly and so, lovingly and so um, kindly that it really informed uh, my notions of what transgender visibility should be like in TV, in film. Now, I have to tell you that this representation um, was very rare back back in the day. And, you know, it's better now. I, I will always say it's better now. But even now, it's still, you know, you have um, a lot of transphobic language and jokes that happen in in movies and uh, TV series back, back in the day, uh, even to this day. But what I really loved about Tales from the City was um, it was just, it wasn't... I mean, because it was the revelation at the end, I suppose you could say it was a major storyline, but it really wasn't. I mean, there's so many other things going on in the story that um, Mrs. Madrigal's uh, revelation at the end is so, oh my gosh, only because you never even considered it was something that was possibility, which I love. I just, I love that so much about the original series. So Tales from the City, the original series, Hugely important, very impactful, one of the most important things that I've ever experienced in my life. Cut to last Friday when Netflix released um, a new series called Tales from the City. And it is set in the same location in San Francisco um, in, a, in an apartment complex called Barbary Lane, and, on Barbary Lane. And all of the same characters are back. Um, including Anna Madrigal, still played by Olympia Dukakis. And it is set all these years later um, with some of the same characters and new characters telling new stories from the city. And as I said, um, the original miniseries talked about, you know, gay life and gay sex and um, touched a little bit about uh, transgender storylines. I mean, very little. The new series, transgender, the transgender storyline is front and center, told by 
new younger characters, which I can only believe is going to be as impactful and as important for young viewers today as the original series was for me in the early 90s. Um, I had been anxiously awaiting the release of this new um, series because, again, how, um, how much I love the original. And I was never once concerned that the new uh, series would be anything other than um, amazing because uh, it's based on Armistead Maupin's um, stories. He, I believe, is an executive producer. He may have written it. I'm not entirely sure, but he had in, uh, he is involved in this new version. And Netflix tends to do these things very, very well. So when the uh, series was released on Friday, I binge watched the entire thing the whole way through. I just couldn't stop. And from the very first minute to the very, very end, I loved and relished every single moment that I saw on screen. Now, um, it's hard for me to really relay why exactly. I mean, I suppose it's easy to say, oh, you know, it's a gay story and, and I like gay stories and I like, you know, seeing hot guys and I like seeing strong women and I like seeing, um, powerful and expertly written characters. I mean, obviously that's, that's a given. Um, but I think it's also true that my affinity for the narrative that uh, Armistead wrote in his books and that have been translated into these TV series um, is so important to me that um, I, I, you know, I, it, it would be hard for me to dislike um, anything that he does or any of his adaptations. Now, that being said, it is extremely possible that in the wrong hands, his stories could come, uh, could not play out well, or they could be told improperly or badly. And that would, you know, upset me, I'm sure. But I'm very thankful that so far, um, that is not the case. Now, I'm also, uh, I, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about, so in the late 90s, early 2000s, Showtime did their own adaptation of Tales from the City. And so Armisen Maupin has written more than 10 books, I want to say, uh, based on the characters from Tales from the City. It's Tales from the City and more Tales from the City and further Tales from the City, that kind of thing. So it is my understanding that the Showtime adaptations are based on other versions of his books. And... To be honest, I can't really remember if I watched them. I, I I have to believe that I was aware of the adaptations when they came out at the time. And whether or not I had Showtime might have impacted the fact of whether I've seen them or not. I have a vague recollection of, of watching some of them, but I know for a fact that I did not watch them all and not to the extent where I remember them and process them and have and have the ability to talk about them now. Now, the the new Tales from the City has reinvigorated my love of the original, and just over since Sunday, 
uh, and then Monday and Tuesday, and then last night I finished, I watched the whole original miniseries all over again, and I loved it just as much. Um, it's funny because watching it again after so many years, I had forgotten how um, pulpy and soap opera-y the original series is. And maybe as a younger kid, I wasn't really um, aware or I didn't process it in the same way that I do now as a fully grown adult. Um, but the charm is still there and my love for the characters is still there. And all of the moments that I remember being so impactful as a youth are still there and they took me back and it was really, really great to uh, relive those moments all over again. It has inspired me to seek out the Showtime adaptations because I want to see um, what I missed in between the original series from from the early 90s and the new series that just uh, has been released on Netflix. Um, so I do plan to go back and, and watch the um, Showtime miniseries uh, as soon as I can. Probably... Um, you know, this weekend. I, I will I will seek them out, I will watch them, and I hope I will love them. Um, but I do want to, the last thing I want to say um, in this love letter to the Tales from the Cities series is that um, this new series on Netflix is so important um, because it tells stories that you may not um, be aware of, whether you're gay or straight, um, if you are um, at all interested in excellent writing, excellent acting, um, charming characters that you will um, remember, cherish, want to be friends with, some of them may make you angry, some of them may make you fall in love, may make you crush on them, um, you may see yourself in some of these characters, you may see people that you love in some of these characters, um, there's a magic, there's a magic to the Tales from the City series that is hard to put into words until you watch it and until you really open your heart to it. I don't think you'll fully understand. And I think that that is where the inspiration for me wanting to talk about the, this series, um, comes from in that I want um, other people to feel the way that I feel about this series. Um, there, there is an education here that, um, you can get from the books or, um, you can get from other gay media, but this one, this one resonates with me. This one speaks to me. This one I hold very dear to my heart and um, if I can get just one person, maybe 10 people, maybe 100 people to check it out um, and, and feel the same way, I would, I would, that would make me very, very happy. I do know that a lot of my friends are already well aware of the Tales from the City series and have already watched uh, the miniseries uh, on Netflix. I've seen their social media posts about how much they've enjoyed it, and, and that has made me very happy as well. So um, it's June, it's Pride Month. Um, if you're looking for an easy, entertaining way to celebrate and support um, queer art, 
Uh, Tales from the City is something that I highly recommend. Um, Netflix has released the entire season um, in full, so you can watch one or two or all of the episodes all at once. And I hope you do. Um, there's, um, you know, flashes from the series are, are now going through my head. And it's just, it just gives me such a warm feeling, you know, um, as, as a gay person. And I can't speak for all gay people. And I never would want to. Nobody can. But as a gay person, as gay me, as gay Trent, um, this show, this miniseries, these characters, this narrative, um, it's like a warm blanket for me. And I know that it goes back to my youth. I know that it goes back to the original miniseries having such an impact on me, such a positive impact on me that it has wrapped me in this blanket that has um, protected me and kept me warm and has given me a sense of safety and security that I don't think I was fully aware of my entire life. And as I watched the new series, those memories and that feeling has been reawoken. And it's like I'm pulling that warm blanket around my shoulders again and I'm holding it tight and that's a really really good feeling and if that's a feeling that other people can can enjoy that's that's fucking magic people that is magic um tales from the city is like a magical fairy tale for me and I say fairy tale because not because the 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 story and the the narrative that plays out is unattainable or unbelievable far from it the the narrative that that you know gay people can live and love and survive and thrive and make mistakes and and be angry and be happy all of that is true all of that is true for me, the fairy tale aspect comes from this magical place on Barbary Lane, this apartment building where all of these characters live. These characters who aren't real people, who I wish were real people. That's where the fairy tale comes in for me. And that is where the wonder and the, the magic um, comes from. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I hope I'm able to convey properly what this uh, story means to me and what it will forever mean to me and um, what I hope it means for you or for others out there. I just, I just really hope that there are, um, that there is a way for young, impressionable people, kids, teenagers whether they're gay or straight, can, can see these stories, can see these characters, can read these books, can see how Im- impactful visibility can be and will inform who they are as young people. And I hope that they will be able to carry that feeling through adulthood 
because whatever they endure, um, triumph or tragedy, that sense of security, that sense of warmth and um, safety will help them. I know this because it helped me. And um, it's very rare when art of any kind can have that effect on you. And when art like that comes along, you relish in it, you celebrate it, you share it. So, yeah. Okay. So that's all I have to say. Um, Tales from the City is available on Netflix now. Please watch it. Check it out. See what you think. Um, The original Tales from the City miniseries is available on Roku TV. That's where I watched it. Um, So if you're interested, you can check that out. Or, you know, you can buy it on DVD. I'm sure there are other ways to procure and, and, and watch the original miniseries. And the Showtime adaptations, I'm going to seek them out and I'm going to watch them. And um, a long time ago, after I fell in love with the original miniseries, I promised myself that I was going to read Armistead Maupin's original books. And I did read the first one, the one that the miniseries is, uh, the first miniseries is based on. But I have not read the subsequent books, much to my chagrin. So, um... I'm going to renew that promise to myself that I'm going to read his books because um, these stories, the ones that I have, I have uh, seen so far, have changed my life, and I'm hopeful that there are more sto- stories out there that will do the same. So, okay, that's it. I'm done gushing. That's my, uh, my bonus episode for Tales from the City. Um, so, yeah, go check it out. Let me know what you think. I hope you love it. I love it. I love you.